All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of the Sports Department Podcast. I am Stephen Bologna, joined alongside Jesse Norman, and it is time for everyone's favorite time. NFL mock drafts coming around. We're about two and a half months before the NFL draft in late April. So it's time for Bologna Norman's Mock Draft 1.0. This is going to be our pre-free agency uh, mock draft. Uh, so we are excited to, uh, to you know, l- listen to all the rumors going around, make our, our picks for all these teams, get some trades in there that might happen. Uh, so we're going to go through all one through, th- one through 32 today. But Jesse, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm not getting hit. I'm not getting hit with the snow. I'm getting rain. So I'm going to I'm looking forward to that. Uh, pretty happy I don't have to shovel. Yeah, I wish wish I could say the same thing. Unfortunately, I can't. I got about 15 inches here. Um, so, yeah, uh, NFL draft April, I think, 26th is is the first round. We're still waiting on uh, if, if there's going to be an NFL combine. We're not sure yet. You assume probably not. But again, you never know these things. Um, like I said, we're going to go one through 32 right down the list. Me and Jesse, we're each going to say who uh, each team we think they should take. Maybe uh, some surprise picks. You never know. Um, and, and then we're going to discuss. So well, let's get right into it, Jesse. I'll give you number one. Now, this is a tough pick. Uh, is, yeah. You got to no, think about yeah. this one. You know, um, I, I think we're. I think everybody in the world should be on the same page here. And that's Trevor Lawrence uh, to the Jaguars. The Urban Meyer hire does not change anything um there's absolutely no way they take fields here um it's got to be lawrence he is at least the best quarterback prospect since luck some would say since manning some would say of all time um there's absolutely no way you pass on him with the number one pick i'm with you and it's funny because you know people say oh fields and, and urban meyer were you know together at ohio state they weren't even together at ohio they weren't state. <laughs> so you know meyer he 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 wants to, you know, come in and obviously do some smoke screens by saying, yeah, you know, everyone's available, number one. But we, this is an obvious one. We don't have to spend too much time. They need a quarterback desperately, and they won the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes thanks to the Jets messing up. Um, so pretty easily here. Uh, number one overall with Trevor Lawrence from Clemson heading down to Jacksonville. Uh, number two, this is where the draft really starts, I guess. Um, I, I think – with rumors wrong, I think the Jets get a deal done with Houston for Deshaun Watson. So my first trade is going to come in right here with Houston on the board. Uh, and I'm going to go with Zach Wilson out of BYU, QB. This is, you know, a mobile guy with really good accuracy, a solid arm, and kind of came up out of nowhere, flew up draft boards. And he seems he's, he's confident, too which you love to see out of a prospect. I mean, less confident prospect we saw was like Baker Mayfield. And, you know, you see how he's kind of translated to the NFL. I'm not comparing the two, but I think with having the number two pick, Houston's probably not going to believe in Darnold, probably won't even ask for him back in a deal. Um, So I think uh, think Zach Wilson's the pick here. I don't know if the Jets and Houston get that deal done. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I think the Jets – and Salah like Darnold enough that I think they draft Seawall here. Okay. You you are guaranteeing your left tackle spot and your right tackle spot for the next 10 plus years uh, with Seawall and Beckton. Even if Darnold's not the guy and you have to go out next year and get somebody, that line is now a full strength for the Jets. 
I, I'm with you. If, if the Jets uh, do keep this pick, I think uh, Sewell or maybe Devonta Smith might be an option here. Um, I did read this morning that the Jets were listening to offers for Darnold. So maybe a quarterback might be in play here uh, at number three, uh, number two, excuse me. So we'll have to see what uh, Joe Douglas does this year because he had a pretty solid draft last year in his first one as GM. Um, now, speaking of Houston, they should have had this pick, but they didn't, and now they don't, and it goes to Miami. So who are the Dolphins going to take? Uh, I've got Devonta Smith. I think, um, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation that he could fall in the draft. I don't see it happening. Um, I think he's a top six pick. Um, at, at the latest, I think he doesn't fall past Philly. Um, I don't think Miami is ready to move off of Tua just yet. You have to give him a guy that he's played with, he has uh, chemistry with, and uh, with the Alabama roots. Uh, I think I think you got to go Smith here. You have Smith and you have Devontae Parker. Um, obviously, they're building an offense up in down in Miami. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, my I had, I had Smith here as well. Just the connection with him and Tua. Just if if you you drafted Tua to be your franchise guy, and that's yet to be seen, but why not give him his you know best friend in college, the guy he had the most success with? It depends. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is an option here, depending who Miami likes more. But I think. Tua might be able to give his blessing on this one and say, I want to play with Smith. And if Sewell's off the board, I, th- I think Smith is the pick here. So um, so we both went with Devonta Smith in that one. Uh, moving on to number four, a uh, lot of big players off the board so far. This one, uh, the Falcons are on the clock here. And I, I'm going to go here. I think, I think the Matt Ryan era is done. I think the Falcons know this new new head coach, Arthur Smith, wants to come in, fresh new quarterback. And this is where I think Justin Fields comes off the board. I completely agree. Yeah. I, I, I think they probably shop Ryan. If they, if they find a deal, they move him. If not, Fields probably sits for the first eight to ten games. Um, but I think, I think they're taking Fields here. I don't think they can realistically – you know, sit at number four and not even think about a quarterback with Matt Ryan being so up there uh, in age. Yeah. I mean, and there's really no other major positions of need. They drafted three offensive linemen with their first three picks last year. You have Julio and Calvin Ridley, and you can easily get a team like Washington or Indianapolis to give you a first round pick for Matt Ryan. Um, So I I think they move on from him. The, The air is done. They lost the Super Bowl, and they have not been the same since. So Get some new blood in there, new regime, and I, I think Justin Fields um, is the pick here. Um, number five, uh, Bengals, uh, they're on the clock here. I'll let you you take this one. I know you're a Joe so, Burrow guy. This is where I have a trade going down. Trade alert. I have the Bengals trading number five to the Carolina Panthers for number eight, uh, throwing a second-round pick uh, either this year or next year. Uh, and the Carolina Panthers go up and they grab Zach Wilson. Okay. I think they, I think everything coming out of Carolina, they seem like they're really not, you know, they don't want Teddy for the next year or two. Um, He was more of a stopgap solution, which is fine, but you kind of just wish they didn't sign him to the three-year deal then. (laughs) Um, I mean, Teddy, uh, he's a good quarterback. We've seen him all over the place. Um, He's always performed well, but I think this is where Carolina makes that trade up, makes that move and gets the guy that Matt Rule really wants behind center. I love that. And I I, I think 
the Panthers are actually the betting favorite for Deshaun Watson at the moment. So clearly it's out there that they need a QB. And if, and if the Houston asking price is too high, they're, they're in a prime spot to trade up. Um, even at number eight, if they stay, good spot. Uh, but with my mock, I think the Bengals, they stay put. And I have them taking Panay Sewell from Oregon. Um, you have Jonah Williams there, left tackle. Like you said, the Jets, shore up your tackles for Joe Burrow because this is a guy that got demolished last year. One of the worst I, offensive lines in the game. I think if Sewell is there, Bengals have to grab him. Um, but if he's not, I really look at them to trade down because Philly's not going a lineman. Detroit really shouldn't go a lineman. And then they're picking at eight. Um, so, I mean, if, if you yeah. look at it, if you look at it that way, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think if, if you're Cincinnati, you have to protect your franchise QB and, and Sewell is that guy. Um, at number six, everyone's favorite team, especially down there where you're from, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I have them getting a guy that they, sh- they need to take. And that's Jamar Chase from LSU. Yeah. Uh, you need I, a receiver I, desperately. I think the only other person you could maybe argue uh, with them at six is Micah Parsons uh, because yeah. somehow as bad as their wide receiving core is, their linebacking core might be even worse. Um, but I also have them taking Chase. Um, he's a, a generational wide receiver. We have potentially two generational wide receiver talents in this draft. And the Eagles have – They've had a bad receiving course even during the Super Bowl run. I mean, yeah. they, they really got to get some guys. And they consistently always draft the wrong receiver. Uh, yep. They draft J.J. Arthiega Whiteside instead of D.K. Metcalf. Um, they, dra- they draft uh, Jalen Rager, uh, who was definitively probably the worst rookie receiver out of all of the, the ones available last year. Uh, they got to get this right. They got to take – one of the top two wide receivers off the board, it's got to be Chase. Especially since it appears Zach Ertz is coming up in trade talks. You're going to need that top target for whoever your quarterback is, and and Chase fits the bill. A little, a little interesting. We have to see how he performs with a year out of college football. He opted out this season, um, which I think may really help Devonta Smith's case, especially him winning the Heisman and going off. Um, so from the Eagles, uh, we move to the Lions, uh, another team, big in trade talks. They just acquired Matthew Stafford, which we're going to probably dive into another podcast episode. But they hold number seven here, uh, and I'll let you I'll let you take this one. Um, I even though they have Goff, I don't think they're done uh, looking for a quarterback. Interesting. I think, I think they take Lance here. Interesting. I, I think I think the jury is out on Goff. I think everybody knows what Goff is. Um, he's not that franchise level quarterback. Maybe he proves me wrong, but I still think Detroit, you know, multiple reports coming out. If there's a quarterback there that they like, they're going to take him. Now, is it, is it Lance, the quarterback that they like? Maybe it, I'm, I'm thinking that it's probably fields. Um, fields probably isn't there for them. Um, so I'm going to say that they take Lance, but uh, look, I would not be surprised if Detroit, tries to trade up to possibly number four if Atlanta's listening. Um, I I think Detroit wants Justin Fields, but I don't think he's going to be there. I think the next best option with him gone is Trey Lance. Uh, He has all the tools, but he needs to be developed. Yeah, Lance is an interesting one because he only played one game this season. Obviously, he is uh, FCS quarterback, so – you know, maybe he's going to be biting off kneecaps next season. But I think you have Jared Goff. You 
a serviceable QB, I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, they're gone off the roster. So I think you have to get your wide receiver. And this is a guy who, if he didn't get hurt, might have had a better year than Devonta Smith. So I, I think you get a guy that has the speed of Tyree Kill and the catching ability of a guy like, I don't even know, Julio Jones, I'll say. Just a really, really good prospect. And if he didn't get hurt, we're talking maybe he's the number one receiver off the board. So the Lions have to get a wide receiver one, and I, I think they grab him here. Yeah, um, no, I, I think that's yeah. I think that's fair. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay, I think one of them will be back. I think it'll most likely be Galladay. I don't think they're going to bring Marvin Jones back. Um, yeah. I think that fits, but also, you know, Detroit has such a bad record of taking receivers and, um, you know, these these positional players uh, in the first round and then pretty much just wasting their primes uh, for four to five years. Um, so I, I think I think that works, but I do think Detroit really, really doesn't like golf. And I think that's evident by the trade that went down. They had to get an extra first round pick just to take on his contract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to see it, what, what the Lions want to do there. But so the next pick, you would have Cincinnati and I yes. have the Panthers. Uh, and I'll let you who's Cincinnati grabbing? Uh, Rashawn Slater, uh, so Northwestern. Good. He can play tackle. He can play guard. Um, if they if they want to move him all over, they need again, they need the linemen. And this trade works for them because nobody in front of them is going to go grab a lineman. Um, yeah. Detroit's line is solid enough. Philly obviously was really badly hurt last year, but they have a lot of good pieces still there. Um, so this lets them get a top tier offensive lineman while also acquiring, you know, maybe a second round pick in exchange as well. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I have the Panthers picking here and I have them taking Trey Lance. I think he's. I think if no one trades up, he would. And depending on what Detroit does, I think he's going to slip there. And again, like we said, Carolina is showing everyone their hand, and they want a quarterback. And Lance is a guy that threw fifty touchdowns in his last full season. Has the arm talent, has the mobility. Um, like you said, though, he's a little bit of a project. So um, I, I think the Panthers pull the trigger. Yeah, no, I think I think that works for them. Um... If they get Lance, do you think they hold Bridgewater for another year? I, I certainly would if I'm Carolina. I, I, I think would, they should. I would not have I Lance start right away. I wouldn't even have him start first 10 games. I think, uh, you know, maybe week 12 is where I would maybe start thinking of throwing him yeah. in the mix. You know, especially because Bridgewater, he's not going to make you a playoff team, so you'll be out of contention by that time. I was actually thinking, remember when Bridgewater was a Jet? Oh God, yeah, yeah. They just signed they him. Dumped for, him. Yeah, they just they just signed him for nothing. Like nobody else, nobody else wanted him. Yeah. Um, so the Broncos are next on the clock here, uh, and for me, I have them taking Quiddy Payne out of Michigan. Oh, um, this is this is a team that Von Miller. I think they seriously need to consider moving on from him. Bradley Chubb is injury prone, and and. Payne's a guy you could play in the interior as well. I think it adds, adds um, some mobility on the defensive line here. Uh, this is a team that maybe look at quarterback. Mac Jones maybe, but I think that's a little high for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Broncos serious. They, they have so many needs, uh, but, but you see a lot of teams these days shoring up the defensive lines, a.k.a. Washington, San Francisco, and I think the Broncos can do that here. 
I, I think Denver is going to be too blindly aligned to Von Miller and Chubb. I don't think they move on from them whatsoever. Um, that being said, I do think they're going to grab Caleb Farley uh, from Virginia Tech. Um, they can save $13 million if they cut A.J. Boye. They need that money. They need to spread it out other places. Um, their secondary wasn't great last year as is. Uh, it was really Justin Simmons back there. Um He's 6'2". He's very athletic. He's exactly the build that they kind of want. Um, and I think they – I think Denver still thinks that they have a top 10 front seven. I think they think um, where they need to get better is the secondary. But as you said, edge is probably going to be a need for them moving forward with Von Miller coming off a very serious injury. Um, and yeah. don't get me wrong, he's a freak of nature, but – who knows if he can really recover from that. And Chubb seems to get hurt every single year. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Farley, another guy going into the season, probably the top corner in college football opted out um, protecting his, his draft stock and should be easily top 15 pick. Um, and, and funny enough, he was my next pick to Dallas. Uh, mm. Dallas is a team mm. with a defense that just needs so much help. They finally hired Dan Quinn and I think Farley would seriously help out that secondary. I mean, you're running out Jordan Lewis and Chadobia Ouzier is your one and two. It, something has – and Trevon uh, Diggs, who at times got torched last season. So I, I think yeah. if you if you shore up a number one guy, a number one corner, it, it's, it's going to help you out a lot. Yeah, I think Diggs works better as a safety on the long term, honestly, for Dallas. Uh, and I have them taking cornerback uh, Patrick Sertain from Alabama. Another I think one. they like Farley, but obviously with him off the board, um, look, Sertain was a great corner at Bama for three years. It's the Cowboys' biggest need. Um, I think they have to go with him here. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, going from one F- NFC East team to another, the Giants are the next one on the board. Uh, and who do you, who do you think they're going to grab? Um, I think it's he's, he's fallen far enough. Uh, I think Micah Parsons has to come off. Um, they don't, they don't need a linebacker desperately, but I think with, he is clearly for me, the best player available. Um, Mm -hmm. and their linebacking core is not great. Um, they can obviously take an upgrade over Mayo. Um, he, he's a guy that they can develop and he can play so many positions in a scheme that I think the giants want to run that with Leonard Williams being able to play anywhere on the front seven. Uh, and then you have Micah Parsons being out there as maybe a coverage linebacker and pass rusher. And obviously you have Jabril peppers on the back end who can play safety corner linebacker. I think uh, Micah Parsons fits very much what they're building in New York. I, I love the pick. I've been reading a lot that Parsons character issues off the field, may be hurting his draft stock. And yes, and this is, yeah. And this is why maybe he's fallen here. Um, I think if you pair him with a guy like Blake Martinez, who was a top tackler in the league, that'd be deadly. I think, though, the need for the Giants, you have Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. They have serious problems rushing the QB from the edges. And I think Gregory Rossell from Miami uh, Mm -hmm. is going to take over that that job. Quiddy Payne was a guy I was considering. Uh, I think he's going to get taken earlier. And Rosso is a guy. I think he's like six six. He's massive. He's six, seven, really, six, yeah. seven, six nine wingspan. Really good speed off the edge. Good power. Good length. And I think the Giants, they they have their quarterback. They have some offensive pieces. Maybe a lineman here, but I I highly doubt it. I think they need to go defense. 
and, and I, I think edge rusher might be the pick, but Parsons Parsons would fit nicely. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. 49ers next on the clock, and I, I, I'm i swinging for the fences here. I'm going Kyle Pitts out Ooh. of Florida, mm-hmm. and this oh, – man, this this could be fun. George I, Kittle I, and Kyle yeah. Pitts. Wow. I I considered it a lot. Um, I, I If anybody can make it work, it would be Kyle Shanahan. Um, but a guy that you had taken, you know, top six, top seven, um, I have Jalen Waddle still on the board. And I okay. think they take him. I think that's their that's their big play guy. Um, I think they're going with a skill position here. I think they need wide receiver help. Um, that's Waddle. That's Pitts. They need guys who can catch the ball and can make plays with the ball in their hands. Because if they're rolling out Jimmy Garoppolo, you know his his best thing is five, ten, ten yards and in. Like get the yeah. ball to the playmakers. Let them do uh, what they need to do. I think Pitts is interesting because he has the speed and the height to play receiver mm-hmm. if you really needed him to. And I mean, him and Kittle, that would just be deadly. And like you said, Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan is the only one that can make that work. Um, and th- and it's also a team that does need receiver help. So mm-hmm. I-, I think Waddle, if he's there again, Waddle, I, I think he's so undervalued mm-hmm. because he got well, that's, hurt. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's uh, him being hurt. And how much is that really going to matter in the grand scheme of things when we also have players who have opted out, like Jamar exactly. Chase, going top six? You know, we'll see how teams kind of value him um, going into the draft. But I do think as of right now, he slips. I think Waddle could be very, very beneficial of a combine where he can show yeah. off all those talents that he has um, when he's not limited. And I think if combines don't happen, I think uh... – Pro days would be the next mm-hmm. next thing that you're really going to have to impress at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chargers are next on the clock, and this is a team that hit a home run last year with their first-round pick and probably uh, OROY with Justin Herbert. Who do you have them taking here at 13? So the, the defense, I think, um, obviously gets banged up a lot, but I don't think they necessarily need any upgrades over there. I'm looking at Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. He didn't allow a sack all year, didn't allow a pressure all year. Um, He's an upgrade literally anywhere on the line for them. He probably fits in most as a tackle. Um, That that should be what they're upgrading. They have their franchise quarterback. They now need to build around him. I also have a tackle. I still have Rashawn Slater on my board. Mm. And and like like, you you have your franchise guy, you have to protect him at all costs. There's a team that has missed on offensive linemen recently. I remember they took Forrest Lamp a couple years ago in the second round, and he just hasn't worked out. I, I couldn't even tell you who their tackles are. That's how, that's how rough they are. Um, so they, they have to shore up uh, the blind sides here of Herbert and, and, and let him do his thing. Yeah, absolutely. Once, once you find that quarterback, um, you know, moving forward, when you're a bad team like the Chargers, like the Bengals, these guys who are drafting quarterbacks high, most of the time they also don't really have those good offensive lines um, and they need to hit on those guys kind of the second year after they draft. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. Next on the board uh, is with the Vikings. Uh, and I have them going here. I think they're going to need some secondary help. Patrick Sartain, like you said, from mm-hmm. Alabama, uh, a guy with a little bit of a rough uh, playoff this year, a national championship, but don't be alarmed. I mean, this guy's got great speed, height and athleticism. Uh, he's a physical guy and the Vikings, uh, they drafted, um, drawn a blank on their first round pick from last year. It was, it was a corner from TCU. 
but I don't think he had the best year. Anthony Harris is a free agent. I think he might be leaving. So you're going to need a guy in the secondary to to, to shore up things. And I, I think Sertain fills fits that bill. Yeah. Um, I have them going Gregory Rosal from Miami. Um, yep. We've already hit on him. He's an athletic freak. He's six seven. He can pass rush. Um, I like their ability to develop him into an every down linebacker. Um, and it was clear when Danielle Hunter was not there and was out, they could not get any pass rush going at all. Um, I think this is not necessarily a need for them, but this is a player that they can draft at 14. And if they develop him, you know, could end up being a top three player in the class. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think the Vikings team, they still have a really good roster. And I, I think if they could show up the defense here, this is a team that barely missed the playoffs this year. So a, a strong defense could maybe propel them to the playoffs or even a wild card, um, hopefully. Um, so the next on the board, I'm assuming we have the same pick here, and that's the Patriots. I you changed do not. It. You changed it on me. I did. Um, <laughs> everybody everybody thinks the Patriots are going to go Mac Jones. They think they're going to make, uh, you know, a knee-jerk reaction. They, they're going to need a quarterback. I don't think so. What do the Patriots do more than any other team in the league? They trade back. They acquire picks. And I actually, I think this one works pretty well. The New England Patriots trade their pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jaguars snag Kyle Pitts. Interesting. Then in in Jacksonville, you now have a wide receiver in core, D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Shark. Uh, Now you just drafted Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback and you add Kyle Pitts to that. I think you're, you're doing a good service by Trevor Lawrence uh, getting pits at 15, which I think is, is a slip for him. I just think the problem is with pits. There's such a, um, uh, a, a thing about drafting tight ends in the top 10. Like you don't do that. You don't, you're not supposed to draft tight ends very at high. Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and especially when it's a guy like we heard, We've heard, um, you know, Kyle Pitts prototype of like an Eric Ebron of like, oh, well, he's a tight end, but he moves like a wide receiver. Majority of the time, those guys don't translate well. I think Pitts will. I think he's a phenomenal talent, but I think that's why he might slip down the board more than some people might expect. Yeah. Uh, Pitts is, Pitts is a, a really good one here. And, Patriots, they need so much, and an offense could really help them out here. Um, uh, we're on the Cardinals now, uh, and this is a team that had a lot of hype going into the year. Oh, uh, wait, who did you have the Patriots take? Oh, oh, excuse me, Mac Jones. Mac, Mac Jones, Jones yeah. I, I think this is a team that Cam Newton, they're moving on. I think the Stidham hype is over. You get a guy. There's that no goes, way you roll Stidham back out there after the way that like he played the way they, the way they portrayed him is like, yeah, no, he's definitely in the running. And then Cam was signed like two weeks before yep. and they started. There's no way. Exactly. And I think, uh, I think Mac Jones can come in, fit the bill and thrive with a guy like, like Bill Belichick. So that, that would be awesome to see. And it just seems like a match made in heaven, but we'll see. It, the Patriots are probably the most unpredictable team in the entire game. So we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see what they do. Um, but now we're on to the Cardinals and uh, I'll, I'll let you take this one. Um, I think the Cardinals are getting a steal here uh, with Christian Barmore. Exactly. Alabama. They, the Cardinals interior defense was the worst in the league. It was abysmal. It was bad. 
like just straight up bad. And we've seen how good Barmore is uh, even in just the championship game. I mean, he, he at certain points was taking over um, from the interior. And uh, I think this is a slam dunk hit for them. Yeah, I'm with you. Barmore, big physical guy that can really show up. Uh, other than Chandler Jones, a pretty weak defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think this is a really good pick. And offense, maybe receiver here, but I think with DeAndre Hopkins, you you could uh, he he uh, I, I think still a one two out three. Hope. I think they're still holding out hope that Kirk develops. And Andy um, Isabella. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the thing is, I I think. Kyler is a really good quarterback and I think that Arizona thinks that he is like an MVP level quarterback where he can make those you know B level C level receivers into you know B plus level receivers yeah yeah I I couldn't agree more and next on the board here is the Raiders and another team that was doing well last year and they hit the big skid and I'm going the most Raider guy on the board, Micah Parsons. Oh man, you, you, a guy with character issues. Sign him up for the Raiders. Just, just bring him into town. <laughs> just put him on. And, and again, this is a team that signed little Corey Littleton last year, and he did not work out. And no. this is a guy that can just easily shore up your your entire defense. Like you said, can play multiple positions on defense. And I think this is a steal for him at eighteen. Yeah, uh, I I have a steal for them, uh, which is Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Um, he's got all the tools for pass rushing. That's what the Raiders need help with. Um, I don't yeah. know if he necessarily slips this far. Um, he, he could definitely rise up boards. He's a guy that is going to impress in pro days. He's going to be good in the combine if there is one, cause he's very good athletically. Um, but I think the Raiders, regardless of what they do, obviously Parsons is a great pick for them. I think they need pass rush help. They cannot get to the quarterback. Yeah, the, other than Max Crosby, it's it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not good at all. Um, next on the board here, uh, we have the Dolphins. And this is a team, one, one went away from the playoffs. They already had a top three pick. We had them taken Devonta Smith. Do they address the defense now? I have them going tackle. I have them going Sam Cosme from Texas. He played right tackle for a year. He's played left tackle for two years. You can kind of move him wherever you want on the tackle side. You can switch him into a guard. You can probably play everything besides center. Um, I think, again, they're just going to keep beefing up the offense because I think Flores and the defense are fine. I think they've got, they've got at least enough foundational pieces that they are going to make it work. Um, and then this is a thing where, you know, they spend their first two picks on wide receiver and tackle, maybe, you know, second round, third round, fourth round, they start getting those depth pieces at linebacker at, at you know, uh, edge rusher and cornerback. But um, I think the, the biggest need for them with their two first round picks should be shoring up the offense, making sure Tua has everything he needs so that if Tua doesn't work out moving forward, you can get a guy that will, you know, capitalize on all these pieces that you've put around him. Yeah. Yeah. You speak of linebacker and they're, they're very mad in our mock that Parsons just got taken. So I have him going next best, probably defensive player on the board. And I'm going to butcher this name from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoke. Oh, Koromoa. Koromoa. He, yeah. 
he he's an athletic freak. Can play linebacker mm-hmm. in the box. Can play safety. Can cover. Uh, can rush the passer. I I think the Dolphins they have Kyle Van Noy. He's more of an edge guy. You have very little uh, help in the secondary in the safety position. That is, uh, I think a, a guy like Koromoa can just shore up that defense. And um, you know you can if you if you get that big defensive guy in the draft early, you can then just build up offense uh, around Tua. Uh, and I think uh, I think he'd be a nice fit there with Brian Flores. Yeah, no, I think I think Awusu Koromoa is an interesting case because he can be a player that's going to go anywhere from like 14 to like 30. Yeah. Um, it really depends on how a team is going to rate him because while he is an athletic freak, he's a little bit smaller for a linebacker at 6'2", uh, and he's only 215. So, you know, around that weight and height, he's normally a safety. Um, but he is – he's – crazy athletic um but i do think he carries some bust potential but if anybody can swing on that bust potential higher it should be miami because they have those houston picks and they have everything else going for them uh and and i would expect flores to develop him pretty well yeah and just a disclaimer it's always funny because you have like we're talking about guys going in the late teens and then all of a sudden draft night they fly up the boards and they're a number 10 number 11 pick so you never know what these guys um washington's on the board next and i'm very happy to select this guy this is a team that desperately needs a wide receiver number two i'm going with Kadarius tony out of florida mm. i think he is the most undervalued player in the entire draft at six foot six has crazy athleticism he he's had a really good senior role from the highlights and, and reports that i've read and, and i think him with terry mclaurin could just be really really good and Washington's a team that's in the mix for Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to end up with a guy like Cam Newton. But whoever you bring in, give him as many weapons as possible. You have your wide receiver one. You have your offensive line. You have your running back. Get another receiver, and and this could be a, play, a really deep playoff team. Yeah. Uh, due to the Jaguars trading up uh, and New England trading down, Mac Jones is still on the board here. I think they take him. Um, Interesting. I While I like – um, Tony a lot I don't know if Washington takes him because I think they're they're feeling a little too good about Sims um, yeah, I think yeah. they're I think they like McLaurin and Sims together I think uh, and obviously you know uh, Logan Thomas is, was phenomenal at the tight end spot this year for them um, so I worry about them uh, you know maybe overlooking the receiver position because I think they think they might have it figured out um, but if Mac Jones is there for them at 19, uh, I think they have to take him. I don't think there's any other way around it. Uh, I, this could be a team that also could potentially trade up to maybe get Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade up uh, pretty high to get someone, if they, they miss out on Deshaun Watson or a guy like Dak Prescott, maybe um, it is worth noting. I, I saw a report that Ron Vera says he likes mobile QBs. Uh, and, and obviously Mac Jones is not that. So maybe Trey Lance trade up potentially mm-hmm. very big speculation here. Um, they also, they also could just, you know, a lot of people think they're going to end up with cam uh, yeah. and, and Rivera is going to keep cam for a year and see if he can kind of build up that, uh that, uh you know, recipe he already had of a really good defense, really good front seven and kind of let cam run the offense and see how that goes. Yeah, I, I hope hope good things only happen only. Um, but the Bears are next on the board, and and I'll, I'll let you take this one. Uh, Chicago needs help on their line. 
but they're also going to lose Allen Robinson in free agency. Um, so I have them taking Rashad Bateman uh, from Minnesota. They can. This is a, such a deep uh, offensive line class that they can get those tackles later on. They can get guards later on. Um, they need to replace Allen Robinson. I mean, they already don't have a number two receiver. Um, and who even knows if Trubisky's going to be the quarterback next year. Chicago's got so many questions on the offensive front that as long as they go with an offensive player here, it's probably the right call. As long as they just do not draft a defensive player here, it's probably <laughs> the right move. Yeah. I have them taking Christian Darishaw. He's selling my board. Like you said, just mm-hmm. th- this is a guy that I think is more athletic than Werfs was last year. And we know him mm-hmm. as an athletic freak. Uh, didn't let up a sack all of last season, like you said. So I, I think the Bears, whoever they bring in at QB is going to need some protection. Uh, but I-, I like the receiver pick too, if Robinson does decide to walk, which all indications seem to be showing. He's so. he's gone, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think, think, think he's so. out. I, I think he he – He's tired of playing with bad quarterbacks. He, he's not yeah. sticking around. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, right, the Colts, Colts are on the board. Everyone's favorite team. Uh, Anthony Costanzo's gone. He, he, he's yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. So I, I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Mm. Big physical tackle. And I, I think really whatever, whoever, if the Colts are trying to draft a tackle, whoever have it be Cosme, if Darashaw falls or Tucker, they're going to be your starting left tackle day one. Um, and and whoever it is, a really good offensive line coach can and, and a really good offensive line around him can, can just can make this guy a stud. Yeah, I think uh, I think Colts fans want this to be a bigger splash than it is. I think they want a bigger name. Um, yeah. I have him going Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Um, he can play right side, uh, but also he played 500 snaps on on the, as a left tackle. Um, this gives them flexibility with Costanzo retiring. Um, do they maybe move Braden Smith over to le- left tackle, let Tevin Jenkins start as the right tackle? Um, I, th- I I, think that's what they're going to do going into the year. I think if they draft a lineman, uh, they're probably going to start at right tackle and they'll probably move Braden to left. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I, I think they have to go a lineman here. Costanzo... Um, Costanzo retiring kind of put them in that position where that's kind of what they got to do. And this is a team, a Colts team that needs a quarterback now. Uh, they, they missed out on Stafford, who I, it, it seemed like that was their guy. And, and it, the, the quarterback market that we've talked about so much seems to have shrunken a lot in the past couple of days. Um, Stafford's with, uh, with the Rams, obviously now. It sounds like Wentz uh, and the Eagles are sticking together. Uh, the Jets have doubled down on Darnold, saying they kind of, you know, want to stick with him. Yeah. They can't really get in on the Watson trade because they're in in conference. Division. They're in division. Yeah. Uh, so they're not going to really do that. Um, so the Colts are kind of sitting in no man's land where Rivers already retired. Um, and honestly, I think they're probably going to ask him back. I, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. Or they may uh, may have to trade up here for, for a QB. Cause... And I just – I don't see Ballard doing it. I think no. Ballard likes his picks too much. He likes the value of the second rounders, and he likes all those. I don't think he – I don't think he trades up. Ballard just doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to trade up, especially unless he really likes the quarterback that's there. He, he said himself, you know, I'm not going to just pick a guy to pick him. I need yeah. him to, I need to feel good about the pick. 
So, you know, who would they really feel good about? The, the best option would probably be Fields. And at that point, you got to trade up to, you know, four. Yeah, you got to go high. I saw a report that they were interested in Jameis Winston, maybe. So, oh, oh, oh. Man, they, they need something. They need something. But the offensive line will help whoever does come in. Um, Titans are next. Uh, and I'll let you take uh, – who had the last one? I think wh- – I think whoever. you started last one. I think you started yeah. last one. So, so it's all you. Um, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. Um, Aziz Aljuleri from Georgia. Um, point blank, Tennessee was bad at rushing the passer. Clowney was bad. Everybody was bad. Uh, their first-round pick from a couple years ago, or second-round pick, Jeffrey Simmons Jr., um, he had an okay year, but he hasn't developed the way they thought. Um Ogilary had a huge bowl game showing he's moving up boards. Uh, this was a guy that was probably, you know, like a, a mid second to early second rounder that I think is going to kind of slide into a mid first late first. Um, but, but this is, this is just a position of need for them. They cannot, you cannot be a top tier team in the AFC and not be able to put pressure on quarterbacks. One thing with Tennessee is they love their depth at corner and, Malcolm Butler's getting up there in age, and he's not that good. I have him going mm-hmm. J.C. Horn out mm-hmm. of South Carolina. Just, you know, they, they traded for Desmond King at the deadline. I, I just think the more secondary they have will help out their defensive line. And barring what free agency brings, I, I think I think Horn's a physical guy that can just that could just help them out big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's me for the Titans. Yeah. Um, Jets are next on the board, number 23, and – I think they need a receiver. So I have Rashad Bateman going here. Uh, really mm-hmm. big physical wide receiver that along with, uh, he can honestly be the wide receiver one walking into the building. Funny enough. But I, I think if, if the Jets are able to grab him, whoever they have a QB, him and Mims could be a really solid duo. Yeah. Uh, I think they go receiver here. Uh, no matter what, no matter who's left uh, on my board, I still have Kadarius Tony there. Um, like you said, he's crazy elusive. He's six six. He's a great, you know, having somebody at that height um, who also has the potential as a gadget player, where you can just get him the ball and he takes some pressure off your offense. Um, that's huge. And I think uh, if he falls to twenty three, the Jets would love to take him. I think the Jets know that they have to go all basically all offense at two twenty three and thirty four. Yeah. I think it's yeah, just, absolutely. It's a foregone conclusion. Now next next. Next team on the board. Oof. What a squad. And I'll let you take the honors on this one. Um, a lot of a lot of people with Pittsburgh are thinking uh, they're going to go lineman option because uh, Villanueva's uh, contract is up. Uh, they don't have a definitive right tackle. Um, if there's one thing I know about Pittsburgh, it's that they love big zone corners. And Tyson Campbell out of Georgia, he sticks to. He played almost strictly zone at Georgia. Um, I think he fits perfectly what they're doing there. Um, Joe Hayden, as loved as he is, he might be a cap casualty. Um, Nelson and Hilton both didn't have as good a years as the year prior. Um, getting some new blood into that secondary, uh, I think, can help a lot. Um, even if he, you know, doesn't pan out necessarily as a corner this year, um, you can probably uh, have him start at strong safety because Edmonds has been so up and down. Uh, I think getting young players into that secondary is only a good thing moving forward for Pittsburgh. I'm going other side of the ball here. Call me crazy. This is a team that has 
James Conner has not been doing much uh, since a couple of years ago. Benny Snell hasn't worked out. I'm going to go with Najee Harris from Alabama. Mm-hmm. This is a team that Big Ben's getting up there in age. I think they really could rely on the running game next year. And I, I wanted to go eat the end here, but I think Najee Harris is really strong college football playoff and championship this year just kind of excels him to probably be the number one running back in the class. And and I, I think the Steelers just, this is a really big position of need. Like I said, Connor has been super inconsistent. Benny Snell really inconsistent at times. And I, who's your, who's your, they, there's another running back on the roster. Oh, they have Samuels back there. They have uh, McFarland too. McFarland. Yeah. That they took last year. But mm-hmm. I, I think Harris is, He's really he's physical. He can catch out of the backfield and could really help out Ben and propel him another year. Yeah, I, I would love if Pittsburgh did that, but sadly with the first <laughs> round, sadly with first round picks, Pittsburgh doesn't take what they need. They take depth positions all like every time. So I can't I can't even think of um, the last guy that they drafted and actually had a need for um, when they drafted him, and then it actually worked out. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think they're gonna reach. I think they'll probably go with a depth position. But uh, I would. I would love Harris. Yeah. I just don't think they do it. Um, so the Jaguars would be next uh, on my board, at least. Um, so I believe this is number twenty-five Five. pick. Twenty-five. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go with Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa, winner of the nation's best linebacker award. Um, this is a team that can use a lot of defense. You've already got your your QB in your mock. They got another wide receiver as well. Um, so I think I think defense here can help out. This is defense with some pieces. I mean, Josh Allen, C.J. Henderson. They have a good veteran there with Joe Schobert, and Collins has the ability to to rush the QB as well. So I, I think this this would be a really nice, really good value pick as well for them. Yeah, uh, I have this pick. Um, Jaguars traded to the Patriots. So the Patriots are drafting for their first guy at 25, and I have them go Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Um, I think Belichick will have a lot of fun with him. Um, I think he is probably the most comparable uh, to an Isaiah Simmons type in this draft where he can play pretty much at all of the levels. He's uh, an athletic freak, and I think he fits um, into the Patriots system well where he can play in that Jamie Collins type role where he can pretty much do whatever they're asking of him. That that would be a very good pick for them. Um, Brown's next on the clock here. Uh, and, and I'll let you, your favorite, your second favorite team in the league. So um, uh, Cleveland, they, they honestly don't have a lot of holes uh, on their team. Um, I think their biggest need is a, a lead linebacker, a player who can really help them uh, lead the defense and while he may not be the best linebacker available, I think Nick Bolton from Missouri is their best option. He plays hard. Um, he can set the tone for them. He's, uh, you know, a Blake Martinez type. He's just a tackle machine. He's he's going to finish the year with 100-plus tackles. Um, again, not, not the most athletic, not, you know, necessarily the best linebacker available, but a great leader and a player that I think can really help them on the defensive end, you know, really get an identity. I'm going to go offense here, and I think the Browns, they lost to the Chiefs by not being able to put up many points. Odell Beckham Jr. coming off a torn ACL. I I think teams start calling about him. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, great pick. But I think they're going to get creative here and go Rondell Moore from Purdue. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Rondell Moore is a guy severely undersized. Let me say that. I think he's like five nine, which is terrible. I I hate that so much. <laughs> but he is a gadget guy who's really good in the open space. He's elusive, and I think Stefanski. He's a creative guy. And with Baker Mayfield, give him as many weapons as possible and play the Chiefs at their own game. Insane offensive potential here if, if you add more. And I think they they know that they're going to have to do something along those lines if they eventually want to beat the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Rondale Moore. Uh, I have him going next to the Ravens. Perfect. Um, I think he, like you said, he, he's got terrible size, but he is so a gadget player. <laughs> Um, and, and who works with gadget players more than Baltimore? Um, it's kind of sad. You would like you would like to see Baltimore, I think, add, you know, a big body receiver, give Lamar like an actual receiver to throw to. But I think that's maybe where they go and get Allen Robinson. Um, yes. And then if they draft Rondale Moore, you're looking at, uh, you know, Allen Robinson, Rondale Moore, and Marquise Brown. They have speed to burn. They got a lot of trick plays they can offer. They have a lot of things they can do moving forward. Um, so I think Baltimore goes Mondale, uh, Rondale Moore uh, at 27. I think um, with, with Baltimore, like you said, clearly a receiver is a need. I, I think I'm going to go with a little bit of a reach here. Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU, mm-hmm. 6'4", took over the role for Jamar Chase this year. And I know LSU had a bad year, but he didn't. Um, Lamar needs help badly Mm -hmm. other than Mark Andrews Marquise Hollow Brown is not it Willie Sneed is not it so you have to get a really really strong receiver here and I I think Marshall fits the bill their defense we know what it is very good they could go defense here Um, I don't know if you've seen recently uh, I I think it's either Brown or Stanley one of the two potentially like there he's he's upset I've I've Mm -hmm. seen yeah, I've heard Brown uh, might be out. If if uh, Brown's out, I wouldn't. I would not at all be surprised. Um, on my board, uh, I still have Elijah Vera Tucker. I think he would be a great fit there. Um, but I think they'll figure it out. The Probably. Baltimore's pretty good at at you know helping disgruntled stars and you know getting them back in. Um, but uh, this this really comes down to again you know what they do in free agency. If they go out and get Allen Robinson. All of a sudden, now they can go and get a, a, a tackle at, at 27. Yeah, yeah, and you know we're going to be dropping our post free agency mock draft, and and that change literally changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could have a, a team quarterback need to go out there and sign a guy like Dak Prescott. God forbid, he, mm-hmm. you know, he leaves he leaves Dallas. So you just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so next on the board uh, would be the Saints, and oh man, the Saints they. This is going to be a really tough off season for them. They're mm-hmm. nearly a hundred mil over the cap uh, and, and um, I have them going with Carlos Basham Jr. Uh, defensive end. And this is a team that uh, Trey Hendrickson free agent. And, and I think if they have, and he's, offers, gone. There, he's, yeah, gone. he's gone there, there's, there's no way he, he put up like what 13 and a half sacks this year. Yeah, There's off. absolutely no, there's no way they're paying him. Um, and I, and Cam Jordan's contract might have to come off the books. Uh, Marcus Davenport hasn't worked out. So I, th- I think if, if you get a guy like um, uh, Basham Jr. here, just sure up the defensive end here. Uh, quarterback, who knows what they're going to do. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's just so many question marks with this team, and there's a lot of guys they have to get rid of yeah. and, and, um, and structure their contracts. Yeah, no, and um, you didn't even hit. They have basically all of their secondary um, is coming off the books besides uh, Lattimore pretty much. Um, yeah. So I have them taking 
uh, a player that I like a lot and I think can be an absolute steal, and that's Travion Morig from TCU. Um, he is a ball hawk. He can play uh, safety. He can play corner. Um, I think he offers them, you know, a, a, an upgrade kind of over the free agents that are about to leave. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the Saints, they're going to be an interesting thing to watch because like you said, they have contracts on contracts that need to come off the books. Um, you know, that defense played so well last year, but how many of those pieces are they going to actually be able to keep moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. Um, next on the board here, as we kind of get down to the end here, it's Green Bay Packers. Um, so I'll let you, uh, another team, maybe probably some quarterback rumors going around, probably nothing going to happen, but, uh, who do you think they grab? Um, I have Packers going, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Um, while the Packers do have a good line, they saw their Super Bowl dreams absolutely destroyed by injuries. Um, this, this allows them to actually add some depth, um, you know, maybe move some players around. I think they would love to add a middle linebacker. Um, they have not recovered from letting Blake Martinez go. That being said, I don't think there's a guy there, uh, at middle linebacker that really helps them right now, uh, picking at 29. So at that point, if there's nobody really there that you like, um, your edges are already pretty secured uh, with Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Um, you obviously have uh, Jair is locking down uh, the one spot for cornerback. I think you might as well just go with a gadget player or a gadget lineman with Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the old line. And, you know, you're rocking Billy Turner at right tackle. That's not good. Mm-hmm. You, have ba- you have Bakhtiari, best left tackle in the game. I'm going to go with uh, Sam Cosme guy you had taken mm-hmm. a little while ago uh, again offensive line just just a need here and receiver maybe but at this point or oh, the way our board's kind of shaped out there's no really receiver that you it's not going to be a reach um mm-hmm. so i i think offensive line and cosme for me is 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 the guy that uh is the guy they're going to grab yeah um also alex leatherwood's a guy that may you know mm-hmm. could be looked at in, in this situation um Bills next on the board, and I'm excited about this pick. I'm excited. I'm going with Travis Etienne. Oh, oh man, this could be fun. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I mean, come on. These guys are not good. Not good at all. Etienne is shifty. He can catch out of the backfield. He's elusive at, at finding room between the tackles, and I would be excited if I got to see him on an offense with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I think it's a perfect fit. I think that's a great pick. I do think they're going to go defense. Um, and I think they have a definitive need for pass rushers. Uh, yes. Mario Addison is old. Jerry Hughes is old. Milano's about to be in his last year and he's, uh, you know, he's no spring chicken. Um, yeah. I think they go Jason away from uh, Penn state Penn gives state, them a young yeah. pass rusher. Um, he, he's good against the run too. Uh, that was the one knock on him coming into this year was he was, strictly a pass rusher and then this year with Penn State he really showed that he could uh be on the field during run plays as well I think he's solid I I think they don't get him into the fold as much this year um but with Milano moving on probably next year and then you know Hughes being at that point probably 34 35 Addison you know hovering around mid 30s as well I think they need some of those young guys coming off the edge yeah, uh, again, this defense really good at times. I'm okay, I'm good. Thank you. Tired, I'm making lunch. 
Um, it's, you know, snowy day. Got to Got to eat. Um, but I'm gonna go uh, next pick here, uh, and it's the Bucks, and it's you. Twally, you uh, you dabble in this um, one. I mean, Tampa doesn't really have many needs, uh, similar to kind of how Cleveland is. Um, but I have them going with uh, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. This gives them the flexibility to either keep Donovan Smith uh, or, you know, cut him, maybe put his money somewhere else. Um, but also having depth along the line is always good when you have Tom Brady around. Uh, they really hit on the Tristan Wirfs pick. Um, and I think this could, you know, even, we're looking at, uh, at Brady, but let's say Brady only has a year or two left. Moving forward, you have Wirfs and you have Leatherwood securing the line for the next 10 years. Um, who doesn't, who's not going to want to be the quarterback in Tampa moving forward at that point. Yeah, that would be extremely, that would be a really good pick for them. Um, for me, I, I think I'm going to go with Jason away here from, from Penn mm-hmm. state. You know, you just mentioned him. Shaq Barrett is technically a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if he decides to move on and chase the bag somewhere else, the can sue is getting up there in age only a one year deal. I think they can use some more versatility on the defensive line. JPP. Yes. He's still doing good, but again, getting up there in age. So I think if you bring it away, he can learn from these guys and would be a really, really good versatile piece for this D line because really they don't have many holes. They really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a mock where they had Devontae Smith falling this far, and I don't know oh, what drugs that guy. God. I don't know what drugs oh, that guy was on. Yeah, but, no chance. Absolutely not. Yeah, um, but you know, rounding out here uh, again. This is uh, our my mock. At least I had the Chiefs winning it technically. Yeah, I also I also have the Chiefs, <laughs> especially they have the better record. So you know, realistically, you're supposed to have them uh, lower anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the Chiefs here at 32, I, I think you, you said him earlier, Aziz Ojolari. Uh, again, offense, you're fine on offense. I think tackle might be a question here, depending if they want to move on from Eric Fisher because he just tore his Achilles, unfortunately. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, but So I'm going to go with uh, Ojolari and just shore up another key defensive piece that Spagnolo can work with. Yeah. Um, I, I think Alex Leatherwood would be a great pick here for them. Um, if they could get him, uh, they could slide him in day one. Um, I have a corner slipping, uh, and that's J.C. Horn uh, from South yeah, Carolina. Um, nice. Kansas City, they they love to bolster their secondary. They love you. You've seen it last year with Snead. Um, they like to get these guys. Um, and, and Horn is a possible, you know, top twenty-five, top twenty pick that um, I think just ends up, you know, sliding in in my mock. And I think Kansas City would absolutely love to have him. I rounded out right there. This was fun. This was solid. This was this was fun. This was a good. This was a good. Uh, good one. We're, we're gonna wait to see what happens with the combine, uh, and, and then you know once the season's over and free agency hits, it, it's gonna change everything. Yeah. We we could have our mocks looking ten times different, and most likely that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, come uh, you know early April, I think free agency starts what like March. It's always like March fourteenth or something. I, right? Yeah, I think so. So mid March, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be excited about that one. But, Jesse, this was fun. Thank you so much. Got the dogs barking out here. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on, Jesse. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, uh, If you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, this is the Sports Department Podcast. Our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Sports Dept Pod. That's Sports D-E-P-T Pod. 
had a big wrestling event last night, Jesse. So I assume uh, you're gonna be making a pod about that one. Yeah, it should be up uh, probably around Tuesday. Uh, review of the Royal Rumble. Oh man, I'm excited for that one. Um, and maybe a baseball episode coming up very soon. But thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.